0: All right, it's Tito here with the Buckeye Bliss. Thanks much for tuning in. Uh, FanStream Sports, uh, powered by DSP Media. Uh, Go download the app; it's free. Facebook and Android both for FanStream Sports. Also, uh, FanStreamSports.com. We got all kinds of great new content being added to the station. Um, Round-the-clock programming. Go check it out again. FanStream Sports. Download the app, Apple, um, Android, um, and Apple both. You know, and you can uh, get all you need as far as sports coverage goes across the country. All right. By so following the X, by the way, at, uh, that happens. Missouri debacle from the Cotton Bowls, our rearview mirror. and It's time to start looking towards 2024. And there were people who were concerned about when the transfer portal first opened up in December. B- B- Buckeyes lost Kyle McCord. Um, you know, he is uh, transferring out to, uh, to play at Syracuse now after floating at Nebraska. That's a long story. Uh, so McCord's gone. Uh, we know Chip Traynum is off to Kentucky, The uh, one of the running backs. Uh, Mayan Williams, another running back. Also, he's entering the NFL draft. So all of a sudden, the running back room seemed a little bit bare with just uh, as far as scholarship players go. You, know, you had Travion Henderson and Dallin Hayden in there. But we've had some changes here that I want to go through. Um, and But there's concern about Ohio State losing players, like what's the culture like? Uh, three straight losses to Michigan, the awful awful performance against missouri in the cotton bowl and so some buckeye fans were concerned about where's the program headed and i can tell you if you look at the players that are now coming back uh the buckeyes are in a fantastic situation for 2024 there's a lot of players that ohio state was expected to lose before the season started it was like this this guy's last year this guy's last year whatever and what's it's actually trying to be almost the opposite of that marvin harrison jr I totally understand why he's going to the NFL. He'll be a top three or top five pick at worst. Marvin Harrison Jr., who flirted with staying, is gone. Expected it. Should not be surprised by that. However, other players now have been announcing they want to come back because they want to get another shot at Michigan and a shot at the 12-team playoff championship. And um, so the bigger names. we'll start on the offensive side of the ball. Travion Henderson com- is coming back. Um, Henderson is, according uh, to Mel Kuiper Jr., he is a top four running back as far as the ones that are draft eligible. He rushed for 926 yards last year, 11 touchdowns. He had 11 catches for 229. And in his three seasons at Ohio State, he's rushed for 2,745 yards, 32 touchdowns. That's damn good numbers there for him. So Travion Henderson is coming back. Also on the offensive side of the ball, Ameka Abuka, uh, the receiver. Somebody, A lot of people thought before the season started he could be a first-round pick in 2024. Certainly would not last long into the second round. He has also announced he is returning. Um, on the offensive line, donovan jackson is back so those are three big players coming back for ohio state to try to get another shot at beating michigan and a shot at a big 10 championship and uh, playing in the 12 team playoff so that's on the offensive side of the ball as far as guys coming back on defense this is amazing the list of players are coming back it was announced earlier Latham ransom coming back for another season um, we also heard a uh, tylic williams coming back jack sawyer who had three sacks in that cotton bowl win best game of his career he's coming back um, ty hamilton Linebacker, Cody Simon, uh, Cody Simon, Jordan Hancock coming back. And then two big ones, cornerback uh, Denzel Burke. That's a big one coming back for Ohio State because uh, another year in this system of uh, uh, Jim Knowles, and he's a huge part of this. When you get when you get both Ransom and Burke coming back, those are big things. And also JTT, the defensive end, JT, two-mile low, two low is coming back. Um, and that's another one that could have been gone that we thought might be leaving. Uh two a mile JTT. I was calling that. He played uh thirteen games for Iowa State last year, played never game, had uh, thirty-eight uh, tackles, seven tackles for loss, and five sacks. So all of a sudden now, and you bring him back with with Williams and Sawyer. I mean, this defense is loaded next year with the guys that are coming back that are now getting a, in some cases a third year in Jim Knowles' system, which is significant. Um Another year with Sonny Styles too. And, my God, this team is going to be so loaded on defense. Now, on offense, I talked about the fact they lost Kyle McCord. Not a huge loss. I think that uh, he went into um, Day's office with his dad and wanted to be guaranteed a starting job, and Day would not guarantee it for him. That's why he left, uh, flirted with Syracuse, and then – um, eventually headed off. Now uh, went to Nebraska. Visited Nebraska. And they eventually uh, committed to Syracuse. But um, so the offense side of all those, those are the big losses. Look, King Denzel Burkback is huge for Ohio State this upcoming season. And so on top of that, then they did make some additions on the offensive side of the ball through the transfer portal. Now Will Howard is coming in. He's the quarterback from Kansas State, um, and he is six feet five. He's about two hundred forty pounds, big guy. His numbers last year uh, with Kansas State. There's numbers overall aren't that much better. They're probably actually not quite as good as Kyle McCord's numbers, but he's never been able to play with the type of offense that Ohio state's going to produce. He's more mobile than McCord was uh, more mobile than Stroud was allowed to be. But uh, last uh, two seasons, he's gone 12 and five as a starter at Kansas state. Um, They won that big 12 title game over TCU Remember back in 2022. And so he's uh, got one year of eligibility left. And so, uh, he came here for a chance. He, he was actually, he considered Florida State, I'm sorry about Florida State, considered Miami, and um, he also talked to USC. He was looking, maybe going to the draft, Decides to come to Ohio State to compete for the job. Uh, in his 27 games at Kansas State, he's got almost, he's got over 5,700 yards passing, almost 5,800 yards passing, and uh, he's also rushed for 19 touchdowns, thrown for 48. So I, I love the addition of, of, uh, of Howard to this team, and uh, Devin Brown, to his credit, could have entered the transfer portal, decided to stick around, wants to compete for the job, along with um, Howard and uh, and Lincoln Keenholes coming back as a sophomore next year, and then also incoming uh, stud freshman Aaron Nolan. So I, I expect Howard will get the starting job this year, um, and then in 2025, you'll have Aaron Nolan as a the starter. I don't think Devin Brown ever gets the job on a full-time basis. So uh, Howard, great addition for Ohio State, added to the quarterback room. He will be better. I think his numbers in there will be better than what um, Kyle McCord had, even though – we know Howard won't have Marvin Harrison Jr. to throw to. He's going to have plenty of studs already. Um, that, are, that It'll be uh, probably the best recruiting, uh, best receiving room in the country, again, at Ohio State. The Buckeyes didn't stop there. They also added uh, Quinchon Junkins, a uh, running back out of Ole Miss. Now, he's a, a true sophomore. He's uh, 5'10", 210 pounds, and he led uh, Mississippi in rushing the last two seasons. Um, he also, I believe, led the SEC last year, but he rushed for um, 1,567 yards, and 16 touchdowns in his freshman year. <clears throat> Excuse me. And last year, um, 1158 yards and 15 touchdowns. So uh, having him now with Trayvon Henderson and Dallin Hayden, who I expect will stay, uh, that that's a great running back room for Ohio State. Also, uh, I know it's not as deep as far as numbers of bodies. Like when last year, when you had uh, training you could rely on. You had Henderson. You had uh, Mayan Williams. Uh, Hayden, obviously, but Evan Pryor, who now is gone as well, and um, Nonetheless, now what we've got with this running back room, though, it's it's, it's top-heavy a little bit as far as like the, the, the Judkins and um, Henderson are both a fantastic 1A and 1B running backs. I think with Howard's mobility, you'll see Ohio State running the ball more effectively this year and using the receivers or running backs more out of the backfield uh, to catch passes as well. Another huge addition for Ohio State on the offensive line. We know the offensive lines had their struggles. Uh, well-documented. Uh, they were completely dominated by Missouri in the Cotton Bowl with some of the choices they made as far as, scheme and the way they line people up. It's been a struggle the last couple of years, the offensive line. Well, they just added Seth McLaughlin from Alabama a transfer. Uh, he's six, 305 pounds. He started every game at center this past year for Alabama, which is good for Ohio state. They need someone like that. Um, and so uh, he's a, a, a huge body. That's going to be out there to probably anchor him and Jackson will anchor the offensive line uh, for the upcoming season. I love this addition. He made this decision before Nick Saban's retirement. So um, he came to Ohio State, and he's got one year left, by the way, <coughs> of eligibility. But now that Nick Saban has retired, uh, any player in Alabama can choose to uh, transfer in the next 30 days, into the portal, because if you lose your head coach, you get 30 days of a free time, even though the portal's technically closed, you get free transfer right now if you want it. So there are some people to look at from Alabama. One of them is a 2024 uh, five-star recruit coming up that, who committed Alabama, but now is a real commitment, Ryan Williams. And, you know, Ryan Williams knows, like everybody else that's been a receiver, uh, that Ohio State is wide receiver U with what they've been able to do. So Ryan Williams, I think, will give Ohio State a really good look. He's, he hasn't played yet at the college level. He is an incoming freshman. Also another one is safety Caleb Downs for Alabama. He is somebody else who the Buckeyes, I'm sure, are going to pursue. Can't ever have too much depth and talent. On the defensive side of the ball um, with Ohio State. So now, 2025 class, <clears throat> Devin Sanchez, who according to 24/7 Sports is the number one cornerback CB in the country, um, has committed to Ohio State. Uh, Blake Woodby was another top ten cornerback. He's also committed to Ohio State. So that's two great additions for Ohio State. And Tim Walton's doing a fantastic job of reloading, restocking that defensive back room. Coaching staff changes. We figured there'd be a couple. Uh, the one we uh, Perry Iliado, who was the safeties head coach, he is now gone. Uh, uh, he's been replaced by Matt Gurrieri. Um, he is the new safeties coach. Also, Ohio State has um, let go of Parker Fleming, who was a special teams coordinator. Look, special teams was a huge a hole again this year. You remember the Missouri game, there was two times Ohio State fielded punts. They should have let bounce and see if they go into the end zone. We've had that happen a few times. There's been the debacle with a couple of fake or non-fake punts, whatever you want to believe, uh, with Ohio State they didn't execute so uh he is out ohio state's going to add a new offensive coordinator at some point here and as soon as they do i would expect justin fry the offensive line coach will be gone as well and we'll see how the rest of the coaching staff shakes out i know they want to get james lauronitis the former buckeye um a full-time regular coaching position so he can go out on the road and recruit right now because of his position as a a grad assistant he's not allowed to go on the road he can talk to recruits and they come here but he can't go out on the road to actively recruit. I think that Ohio State wants that. I think Laura Nice wants that, that as well. He will be a big um, – he, he's going to be a good recruiter for Ohio State when he gets the opportunity. All right, now let's look at 2024 because we are embarking in a new era in college football, uh, Big Ten and college football both. With the 12-team playoff, obviously that's a big change. Um, the the uh, the way that the Zolve dissolving Pac-12, that's gone now. Ohio State's adding, uh, the Big Ten State is adding four Pac-12, four Pac-12 teams to the Big Ten, Oregon, USC, UCLA, Washington, and also banning the division. So starting in 2024, it won't be East-West. It'll be just the top two teams at the end of the season in the Big Ten standings. We're not sure what the tiebreaker procedures are yet. We're waiting to hear that. Big Ten keeps saying later, 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 they'll let us know what it's going to be because I don't think there will be I think every year we're going to have a tie for that second place and maybe even first place just because you're not going to see a lot of teams lose. You know, not many teams are going to be defeated. Most teams are going to lose one or two games, especially if you look at the schedules coming up. But this is what I'm most excited about with the Big Ten is how it is it's going to be tougher schedules now because of the addition of these teams. Uh, having one undefeated team and a single one loss team atop the standings is very unlikely. I think, like I said, we have ties almost every year. So let's look at some of these schedules here. I'll run through some of these. I think I've talked about this before, but Ohio State, out of all the big-name schools that are competing for the Big Ten Championship, they might have the easiest schedule. They host Iowa, who will be good. Iowa's always good. Their defense obviously didn't show up um, against Michigan, but their defense will be a challenge again next year. So Ohio State hosts Iowa. They host Nebraska. who may have Dylan Rayola, the former Buckeye recruit, in under center for them um, and they uh, they host Michigan obviously they'll travel to Penn State and Oregon two tough places to play all the time And especially Oregon's gonna be re- really loaded again in like, the upcoming season Michigan now look at their schedule this this, this schedule is a lot harder than Ohio State's so Michigan hosts Texas a CFP team hosts USC hosts Oregon travel to Washington CFP team And travel to Ohio State. Now, Washington's going to – they've already lost their head coach. They're going to lose some more players. Maybe not quite as daunting as it would have looked uh, a couple weeks ago. But the Wolverines are losing some players. They're losing their second team um, All-American defensive line, Chris Jenkins. Uh, Also, they lost their edge rusher, Jalen Harrell. No word on J.J. McCarthy. I expect him to go pro. No word on Blake Corm or Donovan Edwards. uh, Corm could come back for a fifth year. And no word on exactly what's going to happen with Jim Harbaugh, their head coach. Um, Harbaugh is reportedly meeting with the Chargers soon. I think he'll let him go in the NFL. I think Harbaugh's done. Michigan has a mass exodus. They might not be um, in the top four in the Big Ten next season, depending on what happens. But nonetheless, as we sit here today, that's still, it's Ohio State, Michigan. That's a tough schedule for Michigan. Again, hosting Texas, USC, Oregon, traveling to Washington, Ohio State. Penn State plays at West Virginia, USC, and Wisconsin. They host UCLA, Ohio State, and Washington. I do easily see two losses in there for them. Uh, you know, West Virginia is not a slouch. They're at Wisconsin. They're at USC. Uh, they get to host Ohio State, Washington, UCLA. I see two losses there potentially for them. USC. Listen, the USC plays in Las Vegas against LSU to open the season. They host Wisconsin, I'm sorry, host Penn State, host Nebraska, host Notre Dame. So Wisconsin, Penn State, Nebraska, Notre Dame. They play at Michigan, at Washington, at UCLA. That's a tough road for USC. We're not sure their quarterback is yet for the 2024 season. Oregon. They host Ohio State, but they're at Oregon State, UCLA, Michigan, Washington, Wisconsin. I'm sorry, Washington. Then they play Washington State at a neutral site. Uh, they host Michigan, host USC and UCLA. They are at Iowa, Penn State, and Oregon. Washington could be in for a tough road too, depending on how everything shakes out with transfers, with having a new head coach. How's that going to work? But the Big Ten is going to be it, it, to go undefeated, to go with one loss in the conference. is going to be a huge accomplishment going forward, um, whereas every year it seems like we've had an unde- at least one undefeated team. I don't think we have an undefeated team in 2024 in the Big Ten. So, again, uh, top 12, get to the playoffs. I expect you'll see three teams from the, from the SEC and three teams from the Big Ten almost every year just based on how solid these teams are. And you can be a two-loss team, or in some cases maybe even a three-loss team, and still get into the 12-team playoffs. So it's a brand-new era in college football. It's now officially starting with 2024. And the, the additions of the Big Ten uh, of those four schools, to so the Pac-12, 18-team conference now. We'll see if they try to get to 20. Florida State's still trying to get out of the ACC. And uh, I'm sure they'll still pursue Notre Dame. Uh, the Big Ten will, I'm sure, at some point. So, all right, that's it for the Buckeye Blitz. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll have lots more to talk about Ohio State football-wise and basketball-wise next time. I promise we'll get into that. The, make sure you go to fansports.com. Download the app. It is free. Apple and Android. Talk to you soon.